0: Salam salam from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach, Ethiopia update from the 9th of June, 2022. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. Last week on Monday, the 30th of May, a man broke into the Red State Primary School in Addis and beat up about 15 students with a hammer. The attacker claimed that these students had insulted him. The security personnel at the school couldn't get things under control. Fortunately, the police arrived and detained the attacker. Victims have suffered blows on their heads and other parts of their body. According to the principal of the school, the attacker was a drug addict and had mental health issues. Speaking of attacks, on Wednesday the 1st, there was a confrontation between the special forces of the Benchangul-Gumus region and an armed rebel group called the Gumus People Democratic Movement, the GPDM, in the western parts of the country. There was a clash between the two that resulted in the death of 19 people. The Mezga district governor, Abenu Nujemosa, two civilians, and 16 armed rebels were killed. The GPDM used to be on good terms with the regional government. However, three weeks ago, the group started robbing shops, and even though the region's forces were told to stand their ground, they attacked when the GPDM's members started shooting at them. Another conflict is brewing in northern Ethiopia between the central government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front, the TPLF. This past week, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Foreign Affairs, Demeke Mekonan, was in Afar on Saturday the 4th to applaud the region's efforts to send humanitarian aid to Tigray. He thanked the Afar people and government because they decided to help even though they were in need too. Demeke also asked everyone involved to check if any illicit materials that could be used in war were being smuggled to the TPLF, since this goes against international humanitarian laws. On that note about the war, the press secretariat of the prime minister's office, Belene Seyum, said that the government appreciates the efforts made by the African Union to resolve the conflict peacefully. The press secretariat especially thanked the former Nigerian president, Olusigan Obasanjo, who's currently working as a negotiator in the African Union. Belené also said that the TPLF is preparing for another war and is forcibly recruiting Tigrayans. She said that this will hinder farming, which is carried out in the winter season, and will lead to a more severe humanitarian crisis. She has also talked about how much has been donated to the Tigray region throughout the past year. More than 2 billion birr, or 40 million U.S. dollars, 87,000 tons of food. Almost 800,000 liters of patrol and more than 200,000 kilos of medical supplies have reached the region since last July. According to a newspaper called Reporter, the Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam's third round filling will begin in early July, since Ethiopian winter is just about to begin, and it usually comes with rains. Last year's filling began in June and was predicted to end in August, but because of the rain's high volume, it ended in early July. The Ethiopian Human Rights Commission, EHRC, was on a work trip to Kenya this past week. The delegates of the EHRC visited a police station in a city called Wajir, where Ethiopian migrants were detained. There were 27 migrants, and nine of them were women and children under 18. The commission said that these migrants illegally entered Kenya because of traffickers and corrupt government officials. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed appointed Ambassador Redwan Hussein, who's worked in various high positions in the government, as the National Security Affairs Advisor to the PM. Former Minister of Foreign Affairs and President of the Amhara region, Gedu Angachu, used to hold this post. Redwan's previous position as Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs will be filled by former Ethiopian Representative to the African Union, Ambassador Tesfey Ilma. Now, the National Bank has reiterated that using cryptocurrencies for transactions is illegal. The bank conducted a research and found out that some people are using Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies without authorization. The bank also said that cryptocurrency is being used by criminals to launder money. The National Bank has urged the public to refrain from using crypto and report to law enforcement if they witness such use. Now, let's move on to some news on health. The monkeypox epidemic has become a serious threat to the health of people all around the world, but there are no cases in Ethiopia so far. Still, the government is taking no chances. The Ethiopia Public Health Institute's head, Dr. Mese Halu, has revealed that the government is monitoring 20 entry points. Dr. Mese also said that the authorities have set up 50 laboratories that are equipped with testing kits. The government is also training professionals to treat patients infected with the virus. The Ministry of Health also issued a statement saying that malaria cases have been on the rise for the past few months in the southern, southwestern, Amhara, and Aromia regions. The Deputy Minister of Health, Dr. Durajay Daguma, said that the ministry is distributing medicines and bed nets. He also said that COVID cases have been increasing since last month and urged the public to be more careful. Ethiopia's version of Uber, Ride, has been in a court battle with another transport services provider called Zayride. Ride's parent company, Hybrid Design, sued Zayride two years ago over copyright word claims to the word Ride. The court barred the bank account of Zayride until the case was closed. Zayride won the case when the federal high court ruled on Monday, the 6th of June, that the company is allowed to use the word Ride. Ethio Telecom's new company, Telebur, can be used to make payments for a lot of commodities, penalties, fees, and other payments. On Thursday the 9th, Ethio Telecom signed an agreement with the Immigration, Nationality, and Vital Events Registration Agency to allow payments to be made through Telebur. Customers will now be able to pay for new passports or to renew their expired passports using the app. And to close this edition, some sports news. Ethiopia's national football team played against Malawis in the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations qualifier. On Sunday the 5th, Malawi came out victorious. Striker Gabadino scored two penalties. Ethiopia's young prodigy Aboukir Nasir managed to get one back via a penalty, but it wasn't enough. The national team, also known as the Walya Antelopes, will take on Egypt on Thursday the 9th. But it wasn't all bad news in the sports scene for Ethiopia. The 22nd African Athletics Championship began on Wednesday on the 8th in Mauritius, and Ethiopia won the first gold and silver medals at the competition. Moges Tume and Chimdessa Debella were the athletes that brought home the medals in the 10,000 meters track competition. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We know we're not perfect, so tell us how we can be better. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at ethiopia at or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at roarshockethiopia. Ciao.